of Real True Facts, the Real True Podcast. My name is Brooke Burke. And I am Walt Cronkite. Hi, Walt. Not that one. <laughs> Today's show is about one of our favorite cryptids, the Mothman. Wow, fancy word, cryptids. But Cryptid, yeah. I know. Yeah, Mothman, uh, a.k.a. the Mothman. The Mothman. Yep. Uh, uh, Harbinger of Doom. Well, maybe. Harbinger of Doom, maybe uh, Truth Seer, Ultimate Truth Seer. Yeah, or Harbinger of Lottery Winners. We yeah. just don't know. That's what we're here to find out today. We, we are. Um, this story of the Mothman is actually really near and dear to my heart. I didn't know if you knew that, Walt. I, I did not. Why, why is that? <laughs> uh, well, the Mothman's origins, I think, are very similar to my own. So I, I feel like we're kind of kindred spirits um, we are actually both from West Virginia. Mm. Um, the Mothman was originally spotted in West Virginia. I was born in West Virginia. And so I grew up listening to, uh, my mom actually tell stories about the Mothman and the older I got and the more I developed my psychic abilities, I realized that the Mothman also had those psychic ab abilities. So, um, I just, I feel always very connected to this creature. So I'm excited to get more into that and learn more about him today. Wow. Okay. You uh, share a, a home birthplace with the Mothman. That's Yeah. I'm yeah. Different cities, but, but the same state. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we do have states and cities, um, but maybe, maybe we'll talk about that more later. But first. Did you know? Did you know the shape of a computer mouse was inspired by an Adidas sneaker? Oh, I didn't know that. Did you know wind-powered cars predate steam, electric, and ice? Nice. Did you know rhinestones are just diamonds that have been left in the earth longer? Whoa. Did you know the human femur has uh, 1.5 times Stronger density than the average candlestick. Did you know only women can see the color yellow? I actually if did you, know that. Well, if you're a man seeing uh, the color yellow, you're not. Oh. Well, did you know that scissors were originally called stizzers until Abraham Lincoln misspoke in a speech? Well, that sounds familiar. I always thought it was skizzers, but I guess it's stizzers. Did you know... From a geometrical standpoint, picture frames are just smaller versions of the frames used to build barns. Your dog is opening up drawers. All right, so for those of you unfamiliar with the Mothman, I thought maybe we could give you a little history lesson. So let's let's imagine, if you will, we'll go all the way back to 1960s uh, West Virginia in a town called Point Pleasant. And uh, that is the location of the first sighting of the Mothman. And the local newspaper, the uh, Point Pleasant Register, reported that couples uh, saw a man-sized bird creature, but the, the headline was amazing. It says, uh, couples see man-sized bird creature something. 
So that that was the headline. That was the first sighting. Um, is, there a, is there a question mark in that headline, or is it, 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 it was a bunch of it, it was a bunch of ellipses? So it was it was couple sea man sized bird dot 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 creature dot 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 something. Okay, so, so they, there still is an air of mystery, yeah. Yeah, no one, no one knew. They just knew they saw something, and I think it's just so spooky and it really rounds it out that the first people to see the mothman were actually grave diggers oh because they only work at night or because they work in graveyards what uh, what it just it just adds to the air of of mystery and spookiness and kind of gives you that so i know i imagine there's a lot of fog and then like the the guy holds up the lantern and he squints into the fog and they're just like what is that um but it'd be more like what is that because it was west virginia so that's Um, a good uh i assume that's a good west virginia accent i'm I'm not sure entirely (laughs) It's super accurate. Uh, okay. So, so it was. It was a couple of grave diggers. They saw the first sighting. Uh, the second sighting came from some young people, some like fun young, right? Teens. Youths, right. Yeah, some youths, some nineteen sixties youths. So that gives you a picture. And they're probably driving up to Make Out Point or whatever. Uh, and they were driving by an old munitions plant from the, uh, World War II, and they reported seeing a large flying man with a ten foot wingspan. Uh, so this is two separate occasions, two different people. They're seeing the same thing. Wow. 10 foot. So to put that in perspective, a 10 foot wingspan, that's 10 feet. That's uh, four feet longer than six foot wingspan. If, it is. I like to think of it in, in terms of that poster of Michael Jordan when he, he has his arms stretched out and it's like a life size. Like you can see that his, his like arm span is like six feet Maybe yeah, even longer yeah, than that. Yeah, the ball is in one hand, right? Yeah, the ball. Yeah, the ball is in one hand. I mean, just imagine that. But like, so a flying Michael Jordan with an even longer or wider wingspan. It's it's like it's like one and a half Michael Jordans. Wow. Yeah. I mean, one Michael Jordan was quite a bit. Let's just add point five, and that's the Mothman. Right. Right. Uh, so, so those were the first two sightings. Um, other witnesses believe that the Mothman, and this is a story that I grew up hearing uh, from my mom, other witnesses believe that the Mothman gave them premonitions of the Silver Bridge collapse. The Silver Bridge, um, obviously. Was, this a, bridge? was, was a bridge. this a bridge made out of silver or above silver? What, what it, it? it was painted silver. Oh, okay. It wasn't that really silver. Well. It was just painted silver. So they okay. called it the Silver Bridge, and it was really cre- uh, creative. But uh, it collapsed, and it killed forty-six people. And multiple- wait, how? Yeah. When? How? Uh, that's uh, that seems uh, really. Uh, I, I was just imagining like a wooden bridge because it was painted, and uh, you know when I. Oh no! It was. It was, it was like and it killed forty-six people. Yeah, it was like steel. Well, yeah, it was. It was. Right it wasn't there. like a wooden bridge. It wasn't like the bridges of Madison County. Like I don't. It was like a one of those. Um, you know, like a like a big what do they call it? Suspension big, bridge. Yeah, big bridge. Yeah, it was a big suspension yep. bridge, and uh, it killed forty six people when it collapsed. And there were multiple witnesses that came forward and said that the Mothman gave them premonitions of the Silver Bridge collapse, and no one listened to them. Um, and then another instance of people saying that the Mothman gave them premonitions was in uh, 1999 in Moscow. Uh, they said that the Mothman foreshadowed a, a bombing of an apartment building. So, hmm. you know, maybe he's here to help. Maybe he is a harbinger of doom, but maybe he's also helping us a little bit. 
yeah, kind of advising us of, I guess these seem kind of like mid size, mid tier disasters, like not just someone falling downstairs or one person dying, but that, you know, right in the middle there, not quite yeah. there. the big, big things we might need. Yeah. Yeah. Like not, not like global disasters, mm-hmm. but a very like, you know, state level, uh, country level disaster where you, you hear about it in the newspaper and you're like, Oh my God. But you know, maybe he was trying to help prevent these things by, by coming down and, I assume he comes down from something because he flies. So he was right. just airborne right. and came down. Um, but there's a lot of speculation about why he's here. But I think we should start from a biological standpoint and see if it is even uh, scientifically possible for a man to also be a moth. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the best way to start is, uh, you know, what is he, um, you know, what, uh, you know, maybe we can figure some of that out. Um, I think we have the person for that, our resident in-house scientist. I think we do too. Dr. Seymour. All right. Signal's a little, little spotty today. All right. See, Dr. Seymour, are you here? I'm here. I'm here. Good. Good day. Oh, good day. Great. Great to hear from you, uh, from your bunker. Yes, it's, it's good to hear that you guys are doing well and your bunkers as well. Great. Thanks. So we're here, um, you know, we're talking about Mothman, but we want to get a sense of, uh, you know, maybe what is he or it. Um, uh, and uh, Brooke made a, a good point is, uh, you know, can a moth also be a man or can a man also be a moth? Um, what, you know, what are the scientifically speaking, what kind of precedent do we have? Um, well, both moths and man do fall under the same scientific classification uh, as far as kingdom goes of animalia. Uh, um, what was that? Sorry, I, I said oh. <clears throat> so, um, animalia. Animalia, right. Okay, so that's, uh, you know, chalk that one up on, on the board. That's number oh, one. I, and I, I believe that is Latin. It is. It is. Very keen ear there. Thank you. Um uh, I'm not sure what the English translation for that Latin word is, but yes, definitely mm-hmm. Latin. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we get into phylum, species, class, uh, there are some differences. Okay. Moths are considered insects, whereas humans are not. And the big, the, the big reason is number of legs. Um, humans do meet all of the qualifications and characteristics of being insects, except for only having two legs instead of six. Okay, so two men, humans have two legs and insects have six. So it's safe to say that if a human had six legs, it would indeed be an insect. Correct. And that's wow. where, um, where the, the possibility of a mothman or a man moth um, becomes reality. Uh, if a human um, is able to... Uh, generate those extra legs and exhibits the traits that we define moth-like, um, which is subtly different, mostly in the form of the antenna from being butterfly-like. Um, we could consider them a moth-man, or if a moth were to lose four legs um, and, you know, uh, there's a lot of other characteristic ways that we like to define humanity, but that would be Step one for a moth becoming a man. Right. And some might say the most important step. 
going from you know six legs down to two. That really is a big part of what makes us human. That's evolution. And whenever it comes to evolution, I I always just accept what I'm being told because we have so many missing links. Links. We have so many missing links. Uh, just with humans in general and where we came from, we don't really know where we came from. So it would stand to reason that some kind of Mothman, you know, maybe that is a higher evolution than we are. Maybe that is um, something from the future. Like there is also a theory that the Mothman is also an alien, that it may not be uh, something from this planet. It may be from a different planet or a different galaxy. And we talked a lot about that in the last show about these aliens coming down to earth and just kind of hanging around and, and staying here. So the Mothman might actually be an alien uh, from somewhere else completely. So he may not even be from us, or maybe we are sort of the midpoint of, of where we might end up. If we stay this course of evolution, we might end up being like him or being yes, like, right. Yes. You make a very good point. Um, evolutionarily there. Um, as we look back, you said so many missing links, but there is um, innumerable evidence that points to the fact that uh, Neanderthals and the first Homo sapiens existed at the same time. It wasn't that one ceased to exist and, and then the next came along. That's not how evolution works. So it's very reasonable that the next uh, um, step in human evolution is already among us and there are more than a few of that um, being circulating among our population of what we would consider present-day human beings or homo okay. right so that would exp i mean that explains a lot of things you know what's next that's why there aren't so many of them because uh it's that uh that overlap that um you know it's we're uh, making the transition yeah and we don't know if it is the same Mothman. We don't know if there is a whole family of Mothmen. Um, is there a Moth woman? You know, is, is this like well, a whole? Let's not be ridiculous. Well, I mean, that's the thing you don't believe is that there couldn't be a Moth woman. No, no. Uh, to be perfectly honest and fair. Yes, uh, I think um, I think uh, we say Mothman just like uh, you know mankind. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, uh, and. Um, you know, I guess they would have to reproduce in some way. I don't know. Maybe there have been cases of mothmen, uh, moth people courting humans, um, or maybe uh, there was a moth that courted a, a human that courted a moth to create this in the first place. Yeah. Uh, so I, maybe we'll have uh, some some accounts here, um, some details, because we have we have a pretty special guest today, don't we? We we do, and we have a lot of questions today. But I think if you want to talk about missing links, I think our guest today is going to be the missing link between um, our speculations and the actual logic of the Mothman. Uh, so I'm excited to get into our guest today. Okay. So uh, we'll be right back and uh, really dig deep into this. Maybe get some uh, some real details. Newspaper. 
newspapers have been reporting about the Mothman for decades. And so our guest today is a reporter from the publication Today's Town and Country. Joining us today is reporter John Patrick Kobrax. Hello, John Patrick. Hello. How are you? Hi, how are you? Uh, thank you so much, Walt and, and, and Brooke, for uh, letting me be on the show. You can actually, it's John Patrick Kobrax, K-O-B-R-A-C-K-S, but you can call me Johnny. John, Johnny. I was going to ask if it was, uh, yeah, if it was, it was JP or John Patrick or Johnny, it makes things a lot easier. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm great to, ha- to, to, to have you here because um, we can talk about the, the theoreticals all day. But um, from what I understand, uh, you have uh, some much more um, tangible evidence. Uh, well, well, yes, it, um, the, the whole Mothman uh, situation uh, is what I like to call it. Um, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, happened uh, back in the, the '60s, which you've mentioned earlier in your program. Um, I had I, I live in uh, Mason, uh, which is about 10.5 miles uh, east uh, of uh, where the first sighting of uh, Mothman was. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, as you mentioned earlier, and this is always a touching thing. Um, one of the men uh, that originally saw uh, those five that were in the, the grave diggers, uh, was actually my father. Oh my God. Wow. Yes. Okay. Um, he, uh, he was, uh, with the men, uh, it was a, a regular night. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly who they were digging a grave for a, a mm-hmm. local, uh, I suppose. Um, they heard some kind of noise, some, some shuddering in the, in, in the branches, uh, some kind of, uh, I remember my dad telling me this story. Uh, he, ironically, he would tell me this story before going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, that, that, you know, that's pretty common. I remember hearing my stories before bed, too. It was almost sort of like a, like a West Virginian lullaby, almost. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you totally, Brooke. Um, and, and hearing those, hearing this story of, of how uh, each man uh, saw this, 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 this man uh, with, with, with huge like wings uh, fluttering around in the trees. It, 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 it was a very quick thing. Um, they didn't, uh, get a full scope of what it was until I think later when they heard stories from others. Um, but it was, it was very interesting. Uh, and my, and my father, um, the reason I got into this, uh, studying the Mothman was, uh, 25 years after the original sighting. Um, and this is always a hard story for me to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, dad was, he, he ended up working for a, a company, that uh, from Mason, they would go from Mason to uh, Point Pleasant, and they would deliver, uh, I guess, uh, car parts and mechanical parts uh, for some of the factories out there. And uh, it was late one night. Uh, my father was was, uh, was driving his truck uh, by himself, um, heading out to, to to Point Pleasant, and um, he had a, a tire below, um, and. It, he stopped, of course, and, and, and it's a truck, so he wasn't able to, you know, it was a pretty good-sized truck, so he, not an 18-wheeler, but more more like a six to eight wheels mm-hmm. or, or what have you. And um, he was not able to actually uh, change that tire on his own, 
uh, is what I heard. Um, and uh, the story is uh, he was hanging, waiting. And this, of course, is way before cell phones. Um, the communication would take a long time. It was almost in that, you know, uh, in the 80s there. Yeah. If you did have a cell phone, I suppose it was the size of a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he uh, he heard some kind of like like a fluttering noise uh, or, or a flapping noise. And then, boom, a thud on the top of uh, his truck. And um, when we finally, uh, police or somebody had pulled over and finally uh, found the truck on the side of the road, uh, there was no sign of my father. Oh my uh, absolutely gone. And the only thing they did find uh, was uh, some man feathers, is what I like to call them, uh, which were uh, feathers way bigger than uh, a condor or an eagle or, or the largest bird you can imagine. And so uh, legends and, and people around the Point Pleasant suggested that perhaps the Mothman had taken him. And uh, that is exactly why I went into uh, investigative reporting for uh, today's uh, town and country. So, so your vocation is you're uh, you're a, uh, can you just let us know you're a reporter you, uh, for how long? What's um yeah? What's your your uh, uh, you know, right your, around? Uh, well, thank you, Walt. Right around the time um, that incident happened, um, I would have been probably. Uh, 15 years old uh it's um it's uh, it's always hard for me to talk about this um, yeah. and and we at real true facts are so sorry for your loss and, and i broke that means a lot um yeah yeah we know it's hard for you to come out and and talk to us about this on the show um we were not uh, truly prepared for you to go in as 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 deeply as you did but we surely appreciate it um, just because it, it does, it, you know, it's it's healing, and so we really appreciate you sharing your story today. Yeah, thank you, thank you. A real part of of real true facts. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 from that point on, uh, is is where I gained my. Uh, I'm going to find this thing. I am going to. This is no folklore. This is real. Yeah. And I'm going to find this thing, and I'm and I'm going to I'm going to expose this, and and, and so I've dedicated my life for the last, you know, since since the '80s, for a long time, uh, to to uh, to find out why and how my father uh, was released from the world. So not only are you dedicated to journalism, but you're also dedicated to justice and the truth and. I, I've I've read many of your articles in preparation for you coming on the show today, and I must say the the level with with which you you write and the grasp of the English language that you have it's almost passion it's, passion yeah it's a passion and your your writing is very uh, concise but you also feel the emotion it's a very much like the way Stephen King writes like it's a very um, intense and horrific way, but it is also accessible. And so, you know, just a few of the articles, you know, who is the Mothman? Why is the Mothman? Um, 
you know, you've gone through all the who, what, when, where's, and why's on, on him over the years. And, uh, and and going back to what you said, Brooke, uh, Mothman, Man or Woman was a yeah. great article I wrote. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's how I got the uh, idea for that, because up until I read your article, I was just assuming it was one, and so it could be multiple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did mention that um, there was uh, feathers. So you can call them man feathers? Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe that's what it is. Yeah. Um, the statue that is in Point Pleasant, uh, West Virginia, that they display, they, they have Mothman Days. Um, mm. I've, been, I've been to a few of them myself, but um, they have Mothman Days. They, they show the Mothman as a, mo- a man with moth wings. But what you're saying here, based on the evidence that you have uh, from your family history, that these are actually feathers. They're not really an insect wing, but more of like a, a, a bird wing. Well, Brooke, it's funny you should say that. It, it, when the original uh, feathers, and, and that's what I like to call them, the feathers were found, um, everybody uh, thought it was a joke or funny thing, you know, not laughing at my father's demise, obviously, but um, I guess that was maybe the best way to describe it at that time, man feathers, uh, mm-hmm. and it kind of stuck. Uh, I don't know what you call technically a, 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 a moth's feather. Is it, it's a very, I believe a, a moth is it's a very leathery type setup, I think. Uh, well, if we, if we could ask Dr. Seymour, we know for a fact that moths do not have feathers. They actually have some kind of a membrane. Is that correct? Yes, on their wings, um, it is a membrane, but what, one of the major things that distinguishes moth from butterfly is the featheriness of the antenna. So it's not unreasonable unre- to think that a unusually large feathers could um, be attributed to an unusually large moth. Okay, so the feather that Johnny has could actually be from antennae. Yeah, that's... That's very reasonable. They aren't. They aren't true. They aren't feathers um, in like it, it, the exact bird sense. Uh, they wouldn't have all of the same characteristics. But to to a layperson, it would. Ju- it's very reasonable that it would just look like uh, a moth. Excuse me. The something from a moth's antenna would look like an unusually small feather, or something from a giant's moth's antenna would look like an unusually large feather. So, yeah, because, you know, when something uh, is in the sky, that's probably just the first word that comes out. Um, you know, you're not going to say a scale or a, um, a, sh- a shedding or something. So that makes a lot of sense uh, that uh, that would just be the first reaction. And as we all know, you know, you say it once and it sticks no matter how accurate it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, people say, oh, it's a bird. It's a plane. They don't go, oh, it's, it's a moth. It's a hang glider. Like, you know, the obvious thing is what people usually go towards. Right. First. The comfort, yeah. The, yeah. the level of comfort there. Yeah. So I I have to ask, I have to I have to ask a question. Have you personally seen uh, a Mothman? Johnny, I, I I call myself Johnny right now because I I feel that inside, uh, and sometimes I end up talking to myself and going, Johnny, you did not see this. You did not see it. But I, I feel like I did see this, and, and it mm-hmm. pushed my mind back and forth. Uh, um, when I was a young child, um, uh, at 3 or 4 in the morning, I had, um, I had, I had awoken 
just to go get uh, like a glass of water in the kitchen. And as I, as I opened my door to my bedroom, and if you, if you go left, uh, it was a long hallway down to the kitchen. Uh, on the, on the, right before the kitchen on the far right would be my mom and dad's room. And then my other, uh, my sister's room would be on the left, uh, right before you get to the kitchen. And as I, as I groggily walked out the door, I looked down, um, at the end of the hallway. And, uh, as I I feel like the light was very dim and I I feel like I saw some kind of, uh, Honestly, it could have been anything. For the moment, I saw something like standing there, and I was like, "No, that's ridiculous." Mm-hmm. As I turned the light on, I saw red eyes turn yellow, turn red again for only a split second, and I was like, "Like it was a man standing at the end of the hallway with these weird eyes," and I was like, "I've got to be asleep." Turned the light back off, turned it back on. It was gone. Don't know if that was the Mothman or not, but it, I, I, I think it was. I really believe that was. And was, the, and was your father still alive at that point? At that point, he was. That is correct. Hmm. Do you believe that your family is being targeted by these Mothmen? I often wonder that. That's a great question, Brooke. Yeah. Uh, I often wonder that. Uh, it, it's, it, it, it seems that. My sister uh, never really was the same after the incident. Uh, my mother, she left us uh, shortly after dad's demise. And I really feel like, uh, and I haven't talked to my sister in a while, but. Uh, and, and I noticed that your West Virginian accent is completely gone. So I'm, 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 I'm a reporter. I I have but, to have that reported. Uh, but I, I, I feel like I feel like you have done so much to distance yourself from that past. Oh no, I love my. You don't home. want any reminder of it. Oh no, I love my home. Uh, oh, it's very dear to me. Mason is my city. It's my. Uh, let's say city. It's it's more. It's my town. Uh, yeah. Today's town and country is my, my my writing my 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 blood. Uh, so n- no, I, I you know as a reporter. I, I had to because sometimes I do uh, local news, so yeah. I had to change my voice. Exactly. Uh, do you feel any sort of pushback or backlash um, from your uh, journalism community? Do do people? Cause we've we talked about this before. Is that people that are usually experts in their field they do get a little bit uh, maybe bullying they do get a little bit of Mm. pushback from their peers have you gotten any of that are people generally uh, receptive of what you have to say because i know in west virginia mothman is a huge part of of the community and society those stories so uh, do you have a supportive community or are you sort of like get out of here Are, are you um being alienated at all Absolutely, the most supportive people I can ever imagine. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody knows the story. They have. They in two thousand and two, they created a uh, almost a parade and a, and, a, and and a celebration each year for uh, and centered around the Mothman. Yeah, Mothman uh, Day. Mothman yes, Day. absolutely. And yeah. uh, and and I'm there every year. Uh, I have a lot of support for this. Uh, and, and the naysayers, they can go to hell. They can just go to hell. They don't understand it. They don't understand it. And they can't. There's there's no way they can. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the psychic 
element of the Mothman because there is something that kind of links everybody together because all of these encounters have the sort of like premonition aspect to it, um, that there has been a psychic response to the Mothman saying that people received either these visions or they received like a communication from the Mothman prior to these disasters happening. Um, is there is there any sort of truth to that for you, Johnny? And then I'll also pose the question to Dr. Seymour as well as scientifically, how could something uh, broadcast a, a giant psychic communication like that? To me, uh, all the investigations and the, and the articles I've written and the, and the stories that I've presented, um, I, 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 I've only taken that angle once or twice. Um, I, I'm not sure, uh, to be honest with you. There's there's no evidence proving to me uh, that this could be any kind of supernatural. Now, was it a military experiment? I don't know. Just saying. I think, uh, you know, more often than we'd like to admit, uh, uh, so many of these things that uh, you know, seem out of the ordinary or supernatural, uh, you know, I wonder if... Um, the government had a hand in, in their creation or, um, you know, maybe the government's uh, been trying to uh, keep them a secret from us. Uh, and, you know, they trickle out uh, here and there. Um, it seems I, I have a, a funny feeling that might happen more often than we realize. Well, and it, it is speculated that the Mothman does live in a munitions stronghold where they did uh, testing in World War II. Um, so that that's sort of right. been the I don't know if it's the official or unofficial epicenter, but that is sort of the the widely accepted location is that he does live in this stronghold. All right. So, Johnny, going back to, you know, maybe not necessarily psychic, but have you in uh, the stories you've covered seen any sort of correlation between the you know Mothman appearances and uh, whether it's disasters or special moments or people winning the lottery. Um, what, what's been your experience with, with that? Uh, anytime, uh, I'll be honest with you, Walt, anytime it appears that we have uh, a flutter in, in, in the weather, uh, the hurricanes that have been so much stronger hitting our East coast, uh, and the evacuations and the problems that we have with the high winds and the, the climate change. Um, it's been more than often uh, some of the latest sightings have been seen during disasters such as the hurricane. Uh, people have seen strange things flying through the air. And sometimes it's in the form of half man, half bird or mothman and uh i've written i wrote the article uh back in 2006 about that and mm -hmm. and i re actually uh revised it in uh 2013 in one of our worst uh, uh storms that hit um and and, and some of the ladies uh, of, of the area in mason Scared to death, scared to death because of this. They saw us, something in the air, and it was more than one. And uh, to me, I yes, do I believe the weather or, 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 or something 
devastating uh, is connected with said Mothman? Yes, I do believe that, Walt. Wow. Dr. Seymour, could there be a scientific explanation to these psychic communications or any correlation between, I know you, I know you have a meteorology degree as well. Is there any sort of uh, correlation between a weather event and a Mothman sighting? Um, the, with the, to the first point, the psychic ability um, goes right along with some things we were mentioning earlier about potentially being a, a higher or more evolved version of humans um, and having abilities that, that we have not yet refined, but that um, from an evolutionary standpoint, our ability to just know those things around us is going to um, lose the natural selection battle to psychic abilities, being able to know more things, future things, psychic things. Um, which is why that would be the next evolutionary step. Um, but there is also evidence, as Johnny was mentioning, tying, and all of you, tying this to, to the government in countless ways. Um, and once you go there and you get into the government, the military, um, it, it's, it seems silly that we're talking about antenna again for a completely different reason, away from the feathers idea that, that cropped up in an, in an in a discussion here that that is an effective way to communicate with this person. That is uh, an effective way to, to send information. And um, weather events, probably, um, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily a, a causation. It is an effective way to, um, to halt communication between other people, as we know. Um, phone lines going down, cell phone towers becoming disturbed in major weather events. Um, so it would only be these um, really high level um, communication devices that would be able to, to still continue to operate at a high level. And, um, and therefore you would see the Mothman able to accomplish things and, and appearing a lot during these events so mm -hmm. it's almost as if um you know perhaps the mothman doesn't cause these events but is uh more hyper aware and takes advantage of these events to to communicate with humans or i think that's a big question we'll have to to, to ask is you know what are what are they trying to communicate what are they trying to accomplish well, we'll ask you that, Johnny, because you're you have such a, a connection to the Mothman. I'll just reiterate what Walt said. What is he trying to communicate? What is he trying to communicate? Is it, it, it's complicated? I think um, I, I firmly believe um, he uh, maybe wants an escape. You see, uh, I firmly believe that it. It's a military experiment. I'll go ahead and say it. I think you've seen my articles. Um, I believe that he has been made, not on the supernatural side, uh, that he has been made. Uh, he's a half man, half moth. And that he is absolutely trying to escape from the power of the military. So when you have a major disaster or, or something happening, 
that is extreme or out of the ord. That is when the Mothman comes out because at that point, the military is, is, is busy with hunkering people down or helping out in the community. And it gives Mothman a chance to maybe get out of the situation. So as much as I feel the pain of the death of my father and people that have passed on Silver Bridge, I also feel like it's a call for help. Yeah, I was just about to say he could be attacking out of fear. I believe so. Yeah, because people ask, oh, is he good or is he evil? It, it could be a neutral situation. Well, yeah, where... that's like asking is a, you know, is a human good or evil? Well, yes or no, maybe a little bit of both a gray area, right? Yeah, it's, it's possible that if he's trying to escape and he's attacking out of fear, he may not trust any human and so he might view humans as a threat at all times um you know i, I look at the instance in moscow in 1999 it sounds like he was trying to warn people about a bombing now i don't know for sure but if there's any sort of you know reaching out you could be trying to say I'm not bad, but I'm trying to figure you guys out. I think it all depends on how we react to his messages. He's sort of like taking cues from us. It's like, well, if they're going to react like this, then what's the point of me trying to help? It just it could just come down to a trust thing. Hmm. Mothman has trust issues. Interesting. I think that's, I mean, I'm going to say that's definitely, probably mostly 100% correct. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the thing is, we don't know if we can trust him. It's not like he's coming out saying, hey, guys, here I am. This is what I want. This is what I'm doing for you. I mean, we, we see the track record. And because people are reacting in fear, he's just sort of like recoiling and might be just reacting instead of acting. You know, the unfortunately, your father's death and, and maybe the death of others or or accidents other people have had have just been because they're scared and he doesn't know how to react. I'm sorry, are you asking me? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was just sort of speculating here. I mean, do, do you think that... I, 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 agree, I agree with you, I, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I think you've pinpointed it. Uh, yeah. I, I, think he, I think there is a trust. I think there is a scarce uh, with him because I... I, I truly believe uh and that's why I, I i have dedicated my life to trying to find this this creature and, and, and understand it know why what yeah. you know maybe just maybe just offer my hand at a, a handshake and yeah. say hey it's gonna be okay and then oh. that is very kind of you you don't have to if you're comfortable with it, Johnny, I'd like to maybe uh, see if we can work out what really happened that night um, with your father after we take a, a quick break and uh, come right back. If obviously I don't want to dredge up the, the most one of the most uh, horrifying and emotionally scarring incidents in your life, but you know maybe we can uh, help work this out. I'd like that.
And we're back this week talking about the Mothman with John Patrick Kobrax, aka Johnny. Um, earlier in the show, he, uh, you know, kind of told us about what uh, what sparked his interest in uh, in the Mothman and really kind of forged a a bond that uh, can't be broken. And I I'd like to go back and maybe see if we can you know, uh, root out more, more, uh, of the purpose of this. Uh, I don't know what it is, it, whether it's yeah. an abduction or, um, I, I don't know, maybe, uh, a, a, maybe your father went to, to help, but uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm not sure. And, and it seems that his motive for dedicating his life to the Mothman has gone from vengeance to more of a healing and outreach effort uh, through his articles in the publication today uh, today's town and country which you can read about uh locally in west virginia or you can check them out online today's town and country uh, yeah, Brooke, you sent me some of the links to those articles and i have to admit i you know how i am i, I didn't read um, any of it but i they have some really great uh cartoons i have to say <laughs> they, i they, enjoyed they do. those yeah, I enjoyed those. Yeah, so be <laughs> sure to check out um, you know their website. I I'm sure the articles are, are great, and it's nothing um, you know personal. I just uh, uh, nothing uh, against them. I just don't read. So um, Johnny, yeah, I think we've got possibly a, a Batman Joker, you know, Van Helsing, uh, a Dracula thing going on here. Um, yeah, John Patrick Cobrax and the Mothman. Yeah, you mm. can't we can't have one without the other. Mm. You know, going back to some of the funny cartoons that you see in in, in, in publication, uh, one of the old old ones, um, which I can laugh about it now, was um, it's kind of a knock knock joke, but it's it's uh, it's what happens when you get five di- uh, five guys digging a grave in uh, Point Pleasant. Who's there? Who's there? Ah, oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> the, the Mothman. That's that's an oldie I, but a goodie. Yeah, I it, have to it admit, Yeah, I do have to admit that the cartoons were a little Mothman heavy for a, you know, for a newspaper. But I, I still enjoy them to be honest. I, you know, <laughs> modern one. Um, I'm glad we have a bit of levity to this. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah. And who knows? You know, maybe, you know, maybe there was humor in this. Uh, in your father's disappearance and maybe he's still alive out there somewhere and we just don't i don't think he's dead i don't no. i don't i honestly don't i i think that uh that uh he's perhaps brought uh, back to a nest or said cocoon and uh that he's still alive to this day and uh perhaps the mothman perhaps there was something uh we talk about saving uh, and that's why if i've Brooke mentioned how I've, I've turned away from vengeance and have dedicated more of myself to just finding the mystery of the of the Mothman and, and where and where he hangs and what he does. If if there is a nest, if there's a cave, <laughs> if there's a place, uh, and and that's where I I I have scoured scoured West Virginia looking, uh, but it is there's a uh, lot of caves in West Virginia. There are, there really are, and uh, it's it's uh, not a big, not a big. I'll, I'll I'll give you guys one little thing. I'm not great with small places, oh. so yeah, I'm not a spelunker, if you will. 
Mm-hmm. I'm, not a, I'm yeah. not a person of caves, so. Oh, uh, right. That's that kind of, okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I know there, there are a lot of bat caves in uh, in West Virginia. There's Carl's Bat Caverns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, there, you know, there could be a correlation there. So, I mean, I know you're, you're, you're on, on the right path uh, to becoming, uh, you know, beginning this uh, this this hunt. So um, I do want to ask, because you said that you believe your father might still be out there. Is Did you have any evidence to back that up? Have you received any sort of communication, um, evidence, photos, record anything to suggest that your father's still alive? Or is it just a hunch? I am uh, not received any photos. Um, I'm not sure that not be honest with you. I'm not sure the Mothman knows how to take a picture, um, but I, I, I feel like, like his, his presence is still there. I feel mm-hmm. like uh, as many times I've gone through this story that that something tells me uh, I've never had closure with this. Something tells me that that one of those caves somewhere, somewhere by Point Pleasant, or it could be my Mason. I'm not sure. But it could be any of the small towns around <laughs> that my father, John Kobrax, John Patrick Kobrax Sr., is still alive somewhere. I, I feel it. I know it. I, 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 I don't know. It's a hunch, but I just I feel it inside my gut. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think that's perfect, perfectly reasonable and natural and even accurate. That's uh, such a strong bond. That uh, I think that's probably that's as uh, as much proof as a, a, a photograph or um, an, an electronic mail message or a, a telephone call. Uh, Some, sometimes a hope and faith is all you need. And sometimes that's enough for me. Yes, correct. So I think that, uh, you know, and, and then we still have the question of why, you know, why? Uh, you know, maybe maybe your father, you know, maybe he is still alive, but he wouldn't be if the Mothman hadn't taken him. If, if that's indeed what happened, I'm going to, you know, it sounds like that's the most uh, uh, logical step. But, um, you know, maybe uh, maybe the Mothman, if he hadn't taken him, he uh, would have met his demise in, in, a, in a terrible, terrible, awful, terrible way. But I certainly hope not. Yeah, I mean, for for the sake of, of just about everything, we're we're just going to say uh, because we don't have it's like it's like comic books, no no body, no death. You know, we they never found him, so he could still be out there, and we are going to hope and pray that he still is. And we don't know the reach of this show if there is some sort of agency. We know we're being surveilled, so if there's any sort of agency or or group that is housing the Mothman, if he is this sort of agent um, in the government or a government, and they're listening to this, you know, maybe just give, give us a little something, give us a little, like, closure. If John Patrick Kobrak's senior is still out there, please let us know. Um, because because uh, these are real lives. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about, real true facts or these are real true lives and they're just as important. That's a good, thank you, Brooke. I'm glad there's some, uh, some hope 
coming out of all this. And that leads me to uh, to ask Johnny, what's, what does the future hold for, uh, for Johnny, for John Patrick Cobranks? Faith, search, hope. Uh, I will not stop. Uh, I could be 97 years old and I will not stop if I haven't found John Patrick Cobranks. It's my lifelong journey. In the meantime, I feel like I just got to keep digging and searching and searching and digging. Well, I hope that search includes seeing each other at the Mothman Days Pancake Eating Contest next year. Ooh, I love pancakes. Now, is it just pancakes or do they have like waffles or crepes? Yeah, I feel like... Man, I uh, like no, there's no crepes in West Virginia. What are you talking about? I don't. I have to ask because I, you know, I love me some crepes. I know you do. It's it's biscuits and gravy. It's pancakes. It's buns and sweets galore. Um, you know, because I, I know we get really heavy, but the Mothman Days Festival is actually really fun, and that is the first place that I met Johnny. He actually signed his first uh, copy of Today's Town and Country for me. That was years ago. I don't know if you remember me, but I signed that uh, for me years ago, and I've held on to that all these years, and it is just such an honor to talk to you today. Uh, I knew about your family's history. I didn't know that we would go into it as deeply as we did, uh, and, uh, and hopefully it was a very uh, healing, almost maybe cathartic um, interview for you. I know it's kind of different than interviews you have done in the past, so we just really appreciate you coming out here today to talk about your experience and your uh, life's work with us. Uh, thank you, Brooke. Uh, my goodness. Uh, I never forget a beautiful face. Brooke, Brooke, absolutely. Thank oh, you. Brooke, right. Um, yeah. So what's, uh, you know, if anyone has uh, information uh, regarding, uh, um, you know, Mothman sightings or locations or anything, I believe we have an email address. Uh, is that correct, Brooke? We do. Our email address is realtruefactsmail at gmail.com. And if you have any sort of uh, Mothman leads, Mothman stories, uh, anything like that, feel free to email us. You can also follow us on Instagram uh, at realtruefactsgram. And as the kids say, you can slide into our DMs there and you can send us your questions or you can send us any sort of leads information you might have regarding the whereabouts of John Patrick Kobach Sr. and Jr., I guess, but uh, we know where he is. But uh, because we got to do some outreach too. So we, we got to try and do some good in the world. We can talk all day about these things, but unless we act and do good works, then it's like, what, what good is the truth if it's not in action? Right. And, and Brooke, before we close out uh, the Mothman discussion, one good, uh, good thing we, I think we try and do week to week, if Dr. Seymour is still with us is uh, kind of safety tips. Uh, you know, what, what uh, should someone do if they encounter a, a Mothman? Right. Uh, I know we uh, mm-hmm. that's, I think that's important to me. Uh, yeah. You know, keeping folks safe. Dr. Seymour, um, what you know, what's a simple what's a simple thing to do uh, if we encounter a Mothman? Um, from a purely scientific but not experiential um, sure. point of view, obviously, that would be Johnny's area of expertise is um, to assume that if if we are talking about the crossover of the, the two species here the attraction to certain artificial light could be mm-hmm. a, a way to if you are frightened if you're feeling uncomfortable because we're still there, there's lots of questions good bad in between um so at, 
a person in that experience wouldn't know how to feel. So if, if you want to distance yourself, as we're all doing right now, um, for, for other obvious reasons, a, a circular artificial light would easily distract the Mothman. Um, it, it mimics the look of the moon by which they navigate. That would allow you to, to evade them a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, we have cell phones uh, with lights. I think that's a, a very practical and, and pragmatic approach. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say turn your phone on and throw it, you know, to get the the Mothman to go towards the light. Mm-hmm. But if you have like a little flashlight on your key ring, you could turn the flashlight on and then throw your keys and yeah. then run away. Yeah, I mean, you can go back. You can always go back for your keys or your phone later. You know, using the flashlight on your phone. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you don't, always, you don't want to be without a flashlight. Right. So I, I guess, yeah, the, 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 the real safety tip is have some sort of light and never throw all of them at once. Yeah. Uh, Johnny P, is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with today, either regarding um, your work on today's town and country anything that you're working on that you would like people to know about uh my memoirs i'm working on my memoirs right now um the story uh johnny cobrax part one two and seven uh i've only completed those because the middle is still working and and i feel like seven is heaven and heaven would Mm -hmm. be knowing what happened to my father so um that and just the continued uh, investigation um, into everything around Mason and Point Pleasant, but certainly anything at all having to do with the Mothman. Mm-hmm. Wow, continuing the search. So, Thank uh, you. I, sorry. Thanks again for for coming out, Johnny, and uh, as always, Doctor Seymour. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure as always. Thank you. Yes, it is, it is a distinct pleasure. So we will keep tabs on uh, John Patrick. We will uh, keep people updated with what he's doing. And uh, please, uh, Johnny, let us know when your memoirs are done. Please send us uh, a copy. Yes, and we would love to display that in, the, in our various bunkers. Um, I already have your headshot, and I, I think it's just wonderful. So I'd love to put the uh, the memoir with it. But thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing your uh, tough but also inspirational story today and also thank you to dr seymour for giving us more um scientific support about the mothman and um and educating all of our listeners and us uh, about our world around us so why don't we take a, a quick break and uh come right back uh, with our viewer mail we'll be right back Get into some viewer mail. It is a mixed bag today okay. <laughs> of messages. So we, we have a couple questions and we have one comment. Okay. Uh, the comment is in response to our Egypt episode. That was the episode we had uh, last time. Yes, yes, Mysteries uh, of Egypt, right? Yes, the Mysteries of Egypt with uh, with Dr. Uh, Lauren J. Um, <clears throat> and uh, excuse me, the uh, <laughs> the comment was uh, from our Instagram account. So you can always uh, comment on our posts on Instagram. It's at Real True Facts Graham. You can comment on our posts or you can send us a message. This person sent us a message and it looked like it was, it wasn't a person, but a cat that had an Instagram account. Um, okay. It looked like it was run by a cat. And uh, the comment says, 
uh, regarding our Egypt episode, this gave me epic pleasure. And uh, pleasure was in all caps. Whoa. So I've heard all caps. That means uh, you're shouting. Or yelling. Right. Or yelling. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean. So, uh, so you're welcome, I, I guess. Human, I'm, I think it's great that we're yeah. bringing pleasure. We, we aim to please. Uh, we also have a couple questions. One is just sort of a general inquiry. This is from George M. He wants to know if he should drink bleach. And uh, I went ahead and just said, no, you should not drink bleach. Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty definitive on all fronts, uh, no matter whom we ask. Uh, that's that's a hard no. Yeah, yeah, we, we, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Um, no, you know, not all real true facts have to be, like, super heavy. Like, they can just be general truths and you know the truth of the world is is don't drink bleach um uh our main question our, our biggie oh. question today comes from uh, ryland s he asks is a global government working under the denver airport waiting to take over denver airport well wouldn't uh, specifically the denver yeah, airport you like to know um I, I mean i can i can actually answer that and say no uh, not the Denver airport, but oh, uh, there one. is a lot more to that. Um, so much more, in fact. Um, you know, what do you, what do you say we cover that uh, next week? I think we should. Let's talk about would, would that be a secret society? I think it's a, a you know it's a society that's secret, but not necessarily a secret society. But um, also global. Yeah, it is a. I mean, if we're talking about secret global organizations, I that piques my interest. Um, we don't, I, you know, if I'm being honest, I don't, uh, I don't want to do a, a government episode yet, uh, that uh, because I, I'd like to work some things out first on this uh, in my bunker. Sure. Um, yeah. I, 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 you know, shouldn't have to say much more than that. But I no, think we should hold off. Yeah. No, for obvious reasons, you totally get it. Uh, but yeah, let's let's tackle that next week. We will talk about, I, I suppose maybe maybe just mid mid level secret societies. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, mid to to, I mean, mid small, mid mid small up to to large, like, um, like a mid range. Yeah, because they all start small and mid, um, and it, they yeah. just so happen to and then they, and they get yeah. global. Right. We'll, we'll hold off on the global aspect of it, but uh, and then I guess specifically what airports have to do with that Denver maybe mysteries out of Colorado I know there's a lot of Bigfoot sightings there so right and if anyone uh, has any uh, questions or comments uh, regarding that. Um, not only do we have an email address, um, but we now have a, a an Instagram. We do. So you can reach we out do. there. Yes, Instagram is at TrueFactsGram, G-R-A-M. Uh, and, you know, if, you know, if you like the show, if you are a fan or you're still trying to figure out if you in, enjoy the show but you're still listening uh tell your friends if you like us you can give us a hand by telling your friends um have them listen to us um send us your queries it really helps it gives us warm fuzzies right and makes if us we're talking about like promotion yeah please write a review on itunes and uh, give us however many stars is, the, is the, the highest number on itunes i have to uh i, I i'll ask for that much like a billion yeah it's either you know, it's something like five or ten or a billion. It's one of those. Whatever, whatever the maximum. You know, or, you know, I'm not even gonna say that. Just listen to your heart. Give us as many stars as you you feel in your heart, and uh, and we'll, we'll we'll earn that. We gotta earn that. But um, I want to say thank you to our guests, and again, thank you to our listeners. Message us, uh, comment, tell your friends. That makes us feel like what we're doing is all worthwhile. So I will say thanks again. And uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. We'll, we'll close up these, all of our various bunkers here. And 
there we go. So we will see you next time and hear you next time on Real True Facts because just because you hear it or read it doesn't mean it's true. We will see you next time.